previously on Tales of Asperon. Armed guards. These guys are in plate mail, black plate mail. They make their way down, and in between them is a younger individual. Um, his skin is blue, and you can see his long hair is kind of blowing in the breeze behind him, like anime style. And he he bows his head to you in like a very kind of regal display, and he goes, My name is Orion Thistledown. And I would like to thank you on behalf of the mayor and his family for bringing our brother in to serve his crimes. And Alea, in your hand, you have a small stone and carved onto its surface is a face. And both of its eyes have a tiny, tiny, tiny gem in them. And the face's mouth is open. That's horrifying. I pass the stone to Thurbash. Are you okay? Um, you hear a voice come from the other side of the stone. Hey, how are you? Who is this? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> it sounds very familiar. Can you yell at the top of your lungs? Why do that? So we can find you. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen. I'm gonna find you first. And uh, yeah, this town's gonna go up in flames. No, that's normal. The rest of you hear <laughs> a loud explosion. <laughs> The ground beneath your feet drops and shakes, and you guys look up in the distance and see a big, big plume of fire. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of Esperon. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's light on rules and very high on storytelling. Now, what does that mean? We sit down at our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and then record it all to share with you. Then we put out an episode every other Friday. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. And the best part of it all is that we have no idea what will happen next. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. This just means that sometimes we roll dice to figure out what happens next in the story. Roll high? Awesome. Maybe you break down a door and save someone's life. Roll low? Well... Maybe you burst through a window into a burning building and get caught in the flames. I wonder what will happen this week. Let's roll the dice and find out together. As this happens, you watch the guards stop and look at the explosion and then turn and look over their shoulder at all of you, pointing to Tedward, and go, his voice came from that rock and said the town would burn. What did you do? Wait a minute. What? What? <laughs> Hold on a second. I am not a scholar, but we are standing right here. <laughs> <laughs> What in the... How could we have done that? Uh, is it just the one guard? Um, at the moment, it is just the one. They have drawn their sword. Um, and is they're he calling near for us? help. Um, Wait, is it is it Elise or is, 35 it, is it Theodore? It's Elise. it's Elise. Oh, too bad it wasn't Theodore. We could have just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> we should... Uh, Can let's I... take a nap. Hold on. Yeah, oh, you do it. Sleep. 
Oh, okay. Roll me your d8s. This is not going to work because he probably has too much health. Do, 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 <laughs> I can do. fix that for you. you to... <laughs> yeah, you, you can want... punch him a little bit if you really do you want, want me to, to lay some groundwork? <laughs> uh, let's see. Maybe I get it on the first try. That'd be great. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could. Uh, what is it, five? Oh, yeah, five d8. All right. Uh, 11, 19, uh, 22, 25. 25. Okay, you have rolled enough. Um, as you raise your hand out, this guard like looks over their shoulder and they start to call out the other guards and just kind of fall asleep on the ground. At this moment, you guys have time a window. What did you do? Run! He's, he's, he's napping. Let us run. Let us run. Let us run. But shouldn't we help him? No. He, he will He's be helped. Dead. Help him arrest ourselves? Wait, uh, I shoved a potato in his mouth and I say, now he's good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right. Okay, so where are y'all heading? Towards the explosion. All right. Yeah. Um, so you make your way down. It only takes you barely two minutes to get there. It wasn't super far away. Um, at a section of the dock, you can see that there was a... There's a commotion going on. You see a handful of guards have kind of encircled this burning building. Um, inside, you can see that this building is kind of flame is pouring out the windows. And on the sign, you can see it on the front. You can see a tilted and burning sign. It looked like it was some kind of apothecary um, that's now very much in flames. The guards at the front are um, like going over to the lake and starting to get buckets of water and making their way over to the building and trying to at least do the little bit that they can to subdue the flames before someone more capable um, shows up. Around, you can see there are a handful of people who are kind of burned up and scorched from the sudden explosion. There's glass and wood, wood splinters all over the street. Um, there's a carriage tipped over on its side. Horses nowhere to be seen. Um, what do you all do right now? Haley um, jumps in to try to help. Is anything like suspicious people running away or walking away or... Roll me a perception check. I got a 19. 19. Okay. You're looking around the crowd for suspicious people. And up in the building, you think you see a shadow move by one of the windows. And then a silhouette stands up on top of the roof. Like right in between these two burning windows. Like it's kind of, they're kind of like back setting themselves. And clear as day, you see Tedward standing on the roof. What the fuck? Is there a book? Nope. Oh, then it's not me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack, smack whoever's closest to me, like on their shoulder. Look, guys, guys. Uh, that is, yep. Um, and while you guys are standing here, this figure stands up and stretches the arms out and goes, "Hey, everybody. Yeah. Uh, this is great. I'm uh, Tedward Edwardor." And you can thank me for your, uh, yeah, your city's destruction. And they just <laughs> curl their arms back and leap down into the flames. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to jump. I'm going to climb up on something tall. And I'm going to, and I go, hold on a second. He's a liar. I'm Tedward Edward Door. And you can thank me for kicking his ass. And I'm going to jump into the flames. Too. <laughs> okay, first roll me, um, Shit. Okay, you climb up on top of the down wagon, um, which is just ahead of the circle of guards. And at this moment, you see the guards looking at the building and the guy jumps into the flames. And they look over at you and they immediately break perimeter 
their shields go up. And give me an athletics check, since you've already said you're running into the flames. Oh boy, this is one of my few moments to shine. 19. 19. <laughs> okay, an 8 and a 3. Um, you sprint forward shoulder, like, right into them, like, football linebacker style, and just slam right through their shields and sprint into the burning building and leap through the window. Is Tedward raging? Yeah. Actually, I haven't raged yet, so let's do it. All right. You guys see with Tedward sprint with renewed <coughs> fervor and just leap through the bottom, like, a window on the bottom story of this apothecary shop, and you burst through the glass and land in um, what looks to be the burning ruins of what used to be a shop. Um, around you, there are collapsed shelves and burning bits, and the ceiling has collapsed in in the middle, and you can actually see the floor up top. And through the hole, you can see you standing, looking down at you, pointing. Bring it on. <laughs> wow. Uh, what is, is there like a... How, what's his vertical distance away from me? Um, maybe 12 feet up highest. Because you have That's to get a... you have to get through the gap. Like it's It's like 10 feet high and then maybe 2 feet of... Like, you know, floorboard. Is, in is there a loose object of any sufficient oh, heft nearby? Oh, absolutely. Some of it would be on fire, and there are beams. Like, there's a beam the fire down. Is... You could run up a beam. Oh, I'll, I was, I was going to throw something, but I'll run up the beam. Okay. Um, As you run up the beam, you take three points of fire damage. As it kind of scolds your skin, and your shirt starts to, like, smolder and catch a fruit. That... That would just make my nipples hard. Let's do this. Um, you leap up into this top floor. Um, what are you doing? I'm going to just run straight at him. All right, give me... Uh, what are you trying to do? Tackle? Like, punch? Attack? What are you doing? I want to just... I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the most violent thing I'm capable of is. Because I don't even think Tedward carries weapons. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just going to try to sock him right in the face. All right, give me an attack roll. Okay. Does raging give you a, ben a bonus it, to that? You get bone. You get an advantage on strength and ability check, or strength holy, and holy um, cow, athletics checks, and you get a plus one to any damage you do. I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, with advantage, it's twenty three. Okay, that's definitely a hit. You swing forward, and this Tedward is not nearly as fast as you. Um, and oh, you get plus two to your rage damage. So roll me. Um, We'll say you're unarmed is 1d4. It's not a ton, but... Okay. And it's a plus 2 damage? Yes. Do I plus, add, your do strength, I strength plus your strength modifier, yeah. Okay, so then it, that makes it plus 7. Wait, no, no, hold on. My strength modifier is like plus 3. It's plus 5 with proficiency. That's why I get oh, all okay. the athletic shit. Okay. My athletics bonus is plus 5 because of proficiency. So be, it would be plus 5. It, because plus 5. Damage. Okay, so it's that, that initial hit is 8. Eight. Okay, you punch this Tedward in the face, and you hear a jaw crunch. And as you do, you watch as the jaw kind of goes slack, and the skin starts to pull and stretch. And where you hit, you can clearly see the skin is kind of blue and slimy, and it clicks back into place, and this Tedward goes to hit you. Does Rage give me extra attacks in a turn? or No, you just get the one. Uh, from uh, you can, right, you well, can make ahead. an attack reckless, which is you roll with advantage and they can roll with advantage against you yeah i'm not gonna retcon though i've already hit him. that's okay what's your armor class uh i think it's like 13 yeah it's like 13 i do not have a lot of dexterity um this tedward punches you square in the jaw um and it you stumble back a foot or two as you take six points of bludgeoning damage which because you're raging is half oh it's only half mm-hmm okay 
And as you duck down, this Tedward, you thought they weren't as fast as you, but they go for a second swing just as quick. Um, and you're barely ready for it as like like an uppercut just barely passes your jaw. You can feel the wind of it against your nose. Um, and then we cut outside to the three of you standing on the street as Tedward has just rushed into a burning building and the guards are looking in confusion um, and they look to you and they go, what the fuck is going on? And they aim their spear at you guys. What? Haley <laughs> <laughs> what, what starts forward. This? Oh, okay. And just looks around like, well, is there anyone who needs help? Is there anyone inside? Ooh, roll me a persuasion check. All right. Uh, 20. Not natural. Okay. Um, this guard, their spear starts to lower and they go, well, your friend inside, but yeah, here, here. Um, and he points to, you can see what looks to be um, a guard is trying to bandage up some wounded and they're starting to pull them away from the burning shop, but they're just not quick enough. Um, you can help if you want. Haley jumps in to help. Okay. Um, roll me an athletics check. This isn't good. Uh, that's a, a four. A four. Okay. It takes a little bit, um, but you're able to help out this um, this other town guard lift up um, this older woman off the ground who has kind of stumbled. Um, you can see there's a little bit of blood on her leg. Maybe some wood from the explosion caught her just barely. Um, but with some help, you're able to stand her up and move her away from the burning building. Um, what, Alaya and Thurbash, what do you want to do? Uh, so how many are appearing to be injured? Um, just outside of the, around the building, there are three or four individuals who are hurt and being bandaged up. Um, little closer to the building, you can see that there's, um, a handful of crates that have kind of fallen through the rubble of the building and pinned somebody, and you can see some guards trying to help lift that up and get them out. Um, I will try to help, I guess. Oh wait, can I use? Can you just tell me if this is a possible thing to do? Mm -hmm. Can I use Dust Devil to try to like move the fire off of the building? Like, like you know, you know Dust Dust isn't Dust Devil like a a whirlwind? Um, I'm gonna say oh, just yes. add fire. Well, what you could do, you might be able to suck up a lot of the flame, and you'll turn it into a fire tornado. But you could move it somewhere. How crowded is this area? Um, at the guards have backed a lot of people off. The only people here are the ones who are trapped and kind of injured. Or if you wanted to, you could probably um grab a piece of the build like a bit of the building because it's an unoccupied five foot cube but um i like being flexible and that kind of stuff if you want it to you can try and use it to suck up the flame and just send the the dust devil upward so it disperses into the air i shall do that okay um you can use the spell slot what does it look like when you cast this i don't know <laughs> she kind of just moves her hands forward and it starts off really small mm -hmm. and then it like slowly builds up and then she'll like shoot it out towards the flame, flamed area. Okay. Um, for this, roll me a d100. I think that's how we settle this. D100. 37. Okay. Um, yeah, that that hit just about hits my threshold. I had 35 and higher. You raise your hands up and cast this spell as you watch. Basically, the beginning, the the front of this building, um, starts to swirl with flame and you see the flame around in the surrounding area, which is basically the whole storefront. Um, the flame gets to 
gets pulled in and you just raise your hand up and the dust devil launches into the air and pulls a bunch of fire with it. You've put out the flames on mostly the front of this building. Um, and as the dust devil goes up high into the air, you watch it disperse and kind of separate in like a cylindrical pattern. Like the flame just kind of rolls out across the side, the sky. Cool. And then I'll, I'll just go help uh, the people trapped under rubble. Okay. Um, While also keeping an eye out as to where Tedward went. Okay. Um, first, we'll cut to Thurbash. What do you want to do? I'm going to... How many people are trapped underneath rubble right now? Let me gauge the... If if the situation is basically handled for um, with Alea taking part and Haley taking part with helping along with the guards. Haley's helping out, but it's slow. Um, there mm-hmm. are still four or five other individuals here. There's one that's trapped under a bunch of heavy crates that you see some guards trying to lift up to help slide the person out. Um, mm-hmm. There's another that is kind of, it seems like they're trapped in a carriage that fell over. Um, there mm-hmm. are guards trying to pry the door open for that to help them out. I'm going to run over to the carriage, and um, I'm going to... Can I identify, like, the latches of the door, or, like, where the locks are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Just give me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, That is a 11 plus... I think it's only plus zero. Yep, it's 11. Are you sure? Check that again. Uh, Wait, let me... It's 11. It's 11. Okay, um... Looking over the building or the, the the door of this carriage, you can clearly see that the metal handle has kind of been smashed in and is like a little melted just from the heat of the explosion initially. It must have mm-hmm. been right next to the building when it went off. Um, and it's about okay. halfway across the street. Um, and you see two guards wedging their swords, trying to pry it open from the corner, but the door is metal. Um, it's, like a, it's like a pretty rich carriage. Um, what do you want to do? Is there a way... <clears throat> that I can ray of frost the edges of the door, like where the where the hinges of the door would meet, so that the hinges themselves become more brittle and therefore break easier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, the, basically, just so you know, there'll be a damage threshold. So let okay. me just roll. You, I'm not even going to make you roll an attack because you are physically touching the thing. Um, just roll me damage. Okay, so that is... Have my spell sheets in front of me anymore because we updated spells. So I gotta look at it in the book, which takes a little bit more time. Give me one second. In the book. In the book. And I threw it on the ground. I thought the same thing. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's one d eight. Okay. Uh, should I do it twice? One for each hinge. Um. Yeah. Or should let's I do, do it that. once? Um. Okay. Do it. You know what? Do it once so you can understand how much damage it takes to do. Uh, three damage. So you you take your hand and just a burst of ice goes over this lock or the this hinge. It seems cold, and you take um, what what would something heavy or metal you would have on you? I have the shield on my back. Okay, you take the shield off your back and start kind of slamming it down on the lock, and it's not doing anything. And the guards look to you and see what you're doing, and they try to help out. Um, but to no avail. It doesn't seem you've, like you've done enough damage to freeze it. Do it again. Um, well, when this happens, Tedward, we're going to cut to you. Um, yeah, you just barely dodged an uppercut from this fake Tedward. What do you do? Um, is there anything, like, heavy and swingable on the ground around me? Um, yeah, there's a piece of lumber that fell down from the ceiling. Oh, boy, that's getting swung. Okay, um, just give me an attack roll. Okay, 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 okay. I think okay, you're strong. Okay. With your strength modifier, it's more than enough for you to pick up. You might take some fire damage, though. 
That's okay with me. I'm raging. Okay, you take one point of fire damage. Yay. Um, my roll is a 17. 17, okay, that hits. Um, since this is like a big kind of improvised object, just roll me roll me a d6 plus your strength modifier. Okie dokie. That's a seven. Seven total? Seven total. Okay, you swing this thing, this um big hefty piece of wood from the ceiling forward, and it clips this fake Tedward right in the shoulder and they stumble into a wall and they put their hand against the wall and you see fire just kind of curl up along their fingertips and they let out this really strange howl. Um, and as they do, can you roll me a perception check? Here we go again. <laughs> Three. Three? Um, okay, you don't hear anything over the roar of the flames, but um, this creature takes its hand off the wall and just leaps for you to do the first attack is they're gonna leap in the air and swing at you with their knee, like to try and get you in the gut. Um, that's a hit. You take nine bludgeoning damage as um, a knee of this creature just comes in inhumanly fast and hits you right in the ribs. Ooh. And the second attack. Is it, Do I, does the rage reduce that or is it just nine? Is nine already half? I'll never half it, I'll have you do that. Um, oh, okay. So rage halves piercing, bludgeoning and slashing damage. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. And the second one, they after the knee hits you, you look up at them and look them in the eyes, and you can see that their eyes are this kind of like weird, sickly blue color, um, almost like fish-like. This fake Tedward rears their fist back and goes to punch you square in the nose, and like a boxer, you just weave right out of the way. Um, what do you want to do? Hmm. You've given me a moment of inspiration that if I'm going to clear my good name, I'm probably going to need some fish eyes. Oh, no. I want to try to grab him and just put my hand right in his eye socket. Okay, give me a... First, we'll do a grapple, which will be opposed athletics. I want some squishies. Opposed athletics. Okay, yeah. my roll is... You're because you're raging. Okay, oh, advantage. Ooh, I get to roll again. The first one was like a 15. The second one is identical. It's a 15. A 15, okay. Um, you rear forward to grab... How are you trying to grab him? I'm just trying to grab him, just put my hand on him. Okay, you reach up and grab him by the throat and actually lift him off the ground. He's a bit lighter than you would expect. Um, uh, and fish man. you have him in your grasp. At this point, you can make an attack if you want. Yeah, I want to try to get one of those eyes. Okay, give me an attack roll. Okay, do, 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 17. 17, more than enough to hit. Just roll me um, damage. It's going to be a D4. A D4 damage? Yep. Plus strength. Okay, that's only four. I only uh, make sure. One. Are you adding your rage? What does rage add to it? Two. Oh, two damage. Okay, so plus five, so six. Six damage. Okay, just past the threshold. You reach up and grab their head, and you kind of get a hand hold right on where their eye is, and start to push in, and it hurts. And this creature lets out another scream. Can you roll me a perception check with advantage? Because you're so close to them. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say because you're so stupid. <laughs> 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 Okay, this time I got a 10. Okay, yeah. um, with a 10, that's more than enough considering how close you are. But as you start to push your finger like into their eye, this creature lets out another inhuman howl. <laughs> and as it does, you hear something underneath the howl that's very familiar to you. Um, Did I not, not hear that? No, you heard it. No, I mean like the how would it be familiar? Didn't I completely didn't that completely go past me the first time? No, you heard it. You heard it right behind oh. your ear. 
Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And you deal a bunch of damage to this thing as you kind of get your hand in it in its eye. It gets an opportunity to try and break out. Can I get a oh. athletics check? I want that eye, Mike. I know. 13. 13. Okay. Um, it tries to escape your grasp and starts hitting your hand on its face. And it pull, grabs your wrist and pulls and pushes away, but uh-huh. your grip doesn't loosen. Um, and it falls down to the ground and your hand is like wet and kind of bloodied with this kind of like black inky substance. And on the ground, you can see Tedward, this fake Tedward, holding their eye. And around where the the eye is, you can see their skin is kind of turning a blue. And then they're gonna take a step back from you, which will get out of your range. If you wanna make an opportunity attack, you can. Yeah, I'm gonna opportunity attack. I'm gonna kick him right in his nose. All right, give me an attack roll. Nose kick. Uh, uh, not so great. 13. 13. Okay. You lift your foot forward and go to kick and they duck down and do like a backwards roll and land on their feet. Damn it. And this creature looks at you and goes, looks like you got me this time. I'm going to find you though. And as it's speaking, the voice isn't entirely yours, like Tedward's. There's like another voice that's kind of echoed over top of it. That's a lot deeper and more sinister. And it sprints for the back of the building and leaps out of a window. And with shattering glass, the creature's gone. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to the Bit Roll. Just a warning, this episode may be a little bit shorter than usual. With where the story was going, I couldn't really find a better place to cut things off without leaving you hanging in the middle of the action. That's kind of the nature of improv storytelling sometimes. I never know exactly where things are going to end up. But I do have an exciting announcement for you this week. Our show is trading promotional content with another great tabletop podcast. This week, it's for Thornvale. Take it away, Susanna. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. (laughs) 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 And truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another three. That's that's my my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. The folks over at Thornvale are really great and they're making some awesome stuff, so go check them out. All right, let's keep this ball rolling. If you want to learn more about our show or contribute an NPC name for me to use in the production, check us out at www.toapodcast.com. There you'll also find our blog, our community page, and you know where you can listen to the show aside from our website or whatever podcast app you may be using. There's also a giveaway coming soon to celebrate our wonderful milestone of a thousand downloads. You guys rock so much and we want to give something back. So we're giving away a set of dice that are Whispering Lake themed, and they glow in the dark. To find out more about that, you can check us out on Twitter for updates at Tales of Asperon or our Facebook group. There'll also be a webpage popping up at some point. We release episodes every other Friday, so I'll be seeing you again on November 15th. All right, let's get back to the show. Hmm. And with that, we cut to Thurbash, Leia, and Haley. You guys are outside in the, the street in front of this burning shop. Um, Hayley, you've managed to get this um, older injured woman away from the burning building. Um, what would you like to do? 
I look for someone else that I, can, that I can help. Okay. Um, with that, pretty clearly, you can see that the guards ha at this point have been have been more than sufficient to pull everyone else away. They've gotten the person out from underneath those crates, and they've pulled two more people away from the burning wreckage of this building. Um, you can see up to the side, Thurbash is trying to um, use she his shield and what looks to be maybe magic to pry the door off of this carriage. Uh... I will run over to help their back. Okay. Um, what do you want to do? He's trying to pry open the door of this carriage. Inside, you can hear someone yelling and kind of banging on the, the metal. Uh, I look for any other way to get them out other than the door, I guess. Okay. Um, aside from this metal door, you can see there are two like little porthole windows. They're not big enough for, for someone to fit through. Um, but you can look inside if you wanted to. Um, aside from that, you could... You could probably help rip the hinges off the door. I would like to peer inside. Roll me a perception check if you want to look inside. All right. Uh, perception 21. 21. Okay, you look inside, and down below you can see um, a familiar finger, actually. It looks like the man that you guys turned in your contract with, the mayor's um, son and Yernan Thistledown's Ooh. brother, is pinned inside this carriage, and he's cursing and screaming. Get me the fuck out. Hurry, pry open this door. I pay you for so much more than this. Haley, just, you know, for going to help. He goes, you pay me? Leave him in there. <laughs> we roll a perception check. Then Haley attempts to help. Oh, thank God. Someone useful. Pry the door open. Get a hammer and nails. Or how how, right. do, you, how do you want to try and break the door? You could you could use magic uh, whatever you want. having a hard time with his voice in his head. Um... I guess I will just uh, help uh, Tedward try to pry the hinges off. Okay, uh, well, Tedward is still here? inside the building. Um, but you mean Thurbash. Uh, that's a Thurbash, um, sorry. Give me an athletics uh, check with advantage, because Thurbash is trying to do it, too. Athletics. All right. All right, well, that was a seven, and this is a eight. Okay, um, a seven and an eight. Um, you try to grab the handle or the hinges of this, and try and pry, but it, the metal's just not giving. Um, Alea, what do you want to do? Um, how close am I to that? Um, where they're at, they're maybe 10, 15 feet away at the furthest. Um, I guess I can help, or is there anyone else who needs help in the vicinity? Um, from the looks of it, no. The guards have handled just about everyone else, and Haley was able okay. to help that one guard who was struggling. Then I'm gonna like I'm gonna help them. All right, what would you like to do? Can't, I'm gonna try to like what? How are they trying to get him out again? Sorry. So Thurbash tried to free, freeze the hinges and damage them, but didn't do enough to break them. Um, and now they're just trying to pry the door off the hinges. It's kind of like sealed shut. Can I use my shovel quarter staff quarter staff to like try to use it as a crowbar? The quarter yeah, yeah. shovel. Um. So what I want to do, all three of you roll me an athletics check, because hey, oh, Thurbash, you're boy. kind of doing the same thing. Oh, that's good. I like that. 19! What the heck? Athletics, you said? Yep. That is a 21. You too, Haley. since you're helping out. It only works when we work Eight. Oh my god, well, so low. Excluding Haley. <laughs> the dice is not in your favor. Um. Okay, well, collectively, the three of you and the guards are more than enough to pry this door off its hinges. Um and you peel this kind of metal door back away from the 
the carriage and quickly scrambling out is the man that you guys turned in your contract with. And he scrambles out into the street cursing and he's like patting off his like fine robes. Um, and he looks to see the three of you and goes, of course it takes someone useful to actually help. And they, you see them either guards, like their personal guard with like an extra air of anger about them. What do you guys do? Uh, uh, if he's okay, I'm gonna go and see where uh, uh, Tedward is. Okay. Um, at that point, Bailey does the same. Okay, the two of you quickly make, or the three of you quickly make your way over to the window, and peer in through the broken glass. Now the inside of this building is smoky and smoldering, but through the the fog, a bit, you can see Tedward on one of the upper floors where a wall has kind of collapsed. He's just standing there. Um, uh uh-uh. uh not just standing they look in they're basically looking in at you right as that person burst out the window in the back what do you do i'm 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 kind of like posing (laughs) (laughs) what does it look like i'm doing like uh something that's almost not unlike the usain bolt victory pose (laughs) let me look this up i haven't seen this before you may also be familiar with it from uh oh my there's a similar pose in dragon ball z Oh my god. I know what you're talking about. His hands are off to the side like it's some kind of Saiyan dance. And who were you pointing yeah, at? It's it's part of the, if you're familiar with the Ginyu Force from Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Z, some of their members do the same thing. It's just like a, it's like a triumphant pose. It doesn't have to point anything in particular. It's just like... Okay. Um, you guys see him standing up, flames absolutely surrounding him. And Tedward, while you're here, you while you're standing here, you hear scribbling as this is happening and weirdly the three of you down below see the flames part a little around him they kind of move in a weird way to create like a flaming wreath around him for a brief moment and that image is just kind of seared in your minds can Um, we see the book you see the book behind him scribbling like floating in the air unmarred by the flames without the book it's the fake thing let's see that's the important detail yeah, but what if the book doesn't know? Um, what do you do, Tedward? Prove your Tedward. Oh, this again? <laughs> I don't know. Ask me about a vegetable or something. Tedward, what is the vegetable used against wizards? Well, pretty much any root vegetable, but I would I'd just say a spud. You take four fire damage? I, I, believe, I believe that is Tedward. I'm taking damage? You're still standing in the building. Uh, He's just standing in fire. I probably don't notice. I have, if there's one thing I have a lot of, apart from like farming knowledge, it's health. (laughs) I've got a lot of HP. I could probably stay in here for another hour. Get the freak out of the fire. I'm going to just, I'm going to just crockpot this one. If that's okay with you, it's nice in here. (laughs) No, it's not okay. All right, I'm going to come out of the building. You guys hear wood snap and flame rears up in his face and he kind of like moves his head out of the way and you climb out of the building. Mm -hmm. Um, With pretty much ease, you walk, you kind of go down the same beam and navigate through this building. And as you make your way out, you can hear it kind of falling apart and collapsing behind you. Um, And you step into the street as the building collapses down and a plume of dust rolls over the crowd. And then there's just... You hear footsteps and a bit of silence. And as the fog clears, you see the mayor's son and um, seven guards 
kind of standing around the four of you in a circle. And the mayor's son just goes, Okay, some explaining has to be done very soon. Okay. I'm like wiping weird, gross fish blood off on my clothes. And I, and I just say, that's pretty simple. He was a fish. He looked like me. He escaped by jumping out of a window after I broke his jaw. What? <laughs> he was a fish? Yeah. He, he looked like him. He turned blue. He was a fish. Roll me, <laughs> roll me a persuasion check. Oh boy, if I get a good roll on this, it's going to be the best thing ever. Hold on. I have to refresh my die roller. That's a charisma thing, right? Yep. Oh, I have like no bonus to charisma. 13. 13. Okay. Um, I rolled an opposing to see what's going on. And the mayor's brother pauses for a moment. That, that is the most absurd thing I... That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And you say it got away? Oh, yeah. All right. Three of you, four of you, do not move. Stay exactly where you are. Um, and they motion to the guard and say, you four, go around back. Check to see if something came out. Um, and you see them go off and make their way to the back of the building. Um, and do you guys do anything this time? Uh... What, what what kind of fish was he? I'm not a fisherman. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Tedward is sensing that the winds of public opinion may be shifting against him. <laughs> um, so he mouths Iwe Uche Ivle. What? What language is that? What's the universe's equivalent of Pig Latin? It's still Pig Latin. Iwe <laughs> <laughs> speaks Draconic, not Pig Latin. So hold on. Just out of character real quick. Do you guys not speak Pig Latin? I do not. No. I, nope. I, know, I know what Pig Latin means, but character-wise, I would not know what character Holy pig cow. Latin means. I'm very None of you, None of you guys had good childhoods. I can like get a general gist of what you're probably saying. Yeah, that's kind of no, I know what I know what you're saying. You're saying he went that way. No. No. <laughs> He's we should find a way to leave or something. I said we oh, should really? leave. If you oh. want to speak pig Latin, all you have to do is take the beginning oh, the beginning consonant of a word, shift it to the back, and put a y after it. So leave becomes evle. Oh. Yeah. We okay. becomes eway. It's really. It, Ouye, N-K-A, say anything A, unless it starts with a vowel, in which you just have to say the word with a, with A-Y after it, because like it just becomes too difficult to make coherent sounds at that point. Okay, well, uh, let's just say for convenience sake, you guys understand that. So you guys have lived your whole life without understanding what they were talking about in The Lion King when they say Ixnay with the Upid's Day? Well, that, no, that, that, one's that easy. I get. Yeah, that one's easy. Yeah, I like know what they're saying, but I don't actually know. Like I oh from context God. clues. <laughs> I have, like, dude, everybody speaks pig Latin. Come on. Okay, everybody. Yeah. With that conclusion, you guys understand what Tedward just said. What do y'all want to do? You can uh, see the mayor's brother is impatiently tapping their foot, looking around the building, waiting for their. You know what? To I'm gonna, up. I'm gonna force your hand. Suddenly, Tedward's eyes glaze over, and looking at the mayor's son or his brother, or whatever he is, the mayor's homunculus, and 
to all the guards. <laughs> Tedward just goes, it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> and oh, no. Alea, since you're the smallest member of the troop, he grabs you, puts you on his shoulders like a child riding piggyback, and he takes off running. <laughs> um, I was going to ask how many people were watching us, but I guess it doesn't matter now. Not Seven. enough to stop Tedward riding the tail end of a rage. Alea, roll me a d100, please. Please don't drop me. Uh, d100. 29? I've been rolling so low on them. Okay, that's good. Um, if you rolled less than 50, you can hear the train noises I make as I run. <laughs> you, Tedward just abruptly grabs you by the scruff of the neck, throws you in the air. You kind of land on his shoulders <laughs> as he grabs your feet. And he just starts running, and you hear the mayor's brother go, oh, fuck it, stop them! And as this exclamation reaches your ears, you feel wind rush past you. And it doesn't register for a moment. You get about 30 feet away, 40 feet away, and you feel something warm on your side as you notice there's a bloodied spear in the street. No! And it caught your side, and you took 12 damage. Dang it! There's um, a whole spear sticking out of her? No, no, it, it it went right past it, caught her in the side, and just went, kept going. Like, it grazed her, but for a lot of damage. I thought oh, it damn. was going to be something cute, like Igni, who just, like, rolled up and is by herself. <laughs> oh, God, that's half my health. Um, Let's not stick around to find out where the other half went. Thurbash and Haley, what are you doing? While your allies are, are now 40 feet away, fucking running. <laughs> are we are we being watched? Um, there are three of the, or four of the guards went back. There's the mayor's brother, three other guards kind of standing in like a semicircle around you guys. And um, two of them are looking towards where Tedward and Alea just sprinted off to. Um, well, about that. I'm going to run the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, what's your armor glass? <laughs> uh, my armor class is 12 12 okay you start to sprint forward and as you do um a spear goes right ahead of you and lands in the ground at your feet and it actually grazes your toe like it catches your small toe as it sticks into the ground um do you keep running uh, i'm gonna stop and take a look at who threw the spear one of the guards their hand is empty and they have a look of shock on their face and by the way, you will take eight damage. Nice. From his toe? Um, From it grazing him. It's his weakness. Yikes. Um, are there any other guards ahead of me? Um, not ahead of you. You've sprinted past and they, they threw a spear at you as you ran by. Okay. Let me rephrase the question. I see the guard that has the spear, right? That threw the spear at me? Yeah. Is he ahead of me or behind me? Behind you. Okay. And how many other guards have spears behind me? Um, one more, and they have it trained on Haley. Cool. Uh, I'm going to cast Hold Person, burn my last first level spell, and then continue sprinting. Oh, God. Okay. Um, what are the two wisdom saving throws? Uh, or just one? Think I can take a look at it real quick. No, I think it's just one. Oh, they failed. They absolutely failed. So on the one with the spear? Yeah, on the one that has the spear in hand, I'm going to cast Hold Person. And then run the opposite direction. Okay. Um. You kick so in the nuts. Are dude. you running in the same direction as Tedward and Alea, or other way? No, I'm running the opposite direction of Tedward and Alea. 
Okay, to the southward of town. Um, so you... Good thinking. Split up. You watch the one ready their spear as you start to, to run again, and they just freeze up in the moment. Um, Hele, what, you get 30 feet away. Easy. I'm just gonna scream out as I'm running away. Hele, run! Hele, what do you do? Uh, Hele, frozen with confusion because he listens to authority. He's a good boy. Sees them throw spears at both of my allies and just kind of watches Therabash go and just kind of chases after Therabash. Okay, roll. Um, you won't get an opportunity to attack because they've thrown both their spears already. Not smart of them to do. Um, and you sprint past them. One runs in your direction and tries to tackle you. Um, what's your armor class? It is 12. Okay, they definitely tackle you. Um, can you roll me an athletics check? Sure, sure. Athletics? Yep. That would be a solid 11. Ooh, okay. Um, so when they tackle you, you slam into the side of a, a like the next adjacent shop that's going to scorched, um, and you take five bludgeoning damage. But in that tumble, you manage to push them off, and you feel them like reaching for your pant legs and tugging as you take off with Thurbash. And I think that's a good spot to end um, with two of you sprinting off to the right and two of you sprinting off to the left well ahead of the guards <laughs> um, and fleeing from the remnants of this burning building. Our adventurers scatter to the edges of town, fleeing from the implications of the crimes fake Tedward just committed. Faster than ever, Tedward sprints through the bustling panic streets of the Dockside District of Whispering Lake, eyes red and bloodshot from his subsiding rage. He fails to notice the blood pouring down his shoulder from Alea's ruptured abdomen as he carries her quickly towards the northern woodlands of the lake. Not far from the scene of the explosion, Thurbash and Hele run down the streets of Whispering Lake, panic and confusion about their faces. Hele stops looking back towards the plume of smoke from the burning apothecary, feeling conflicted. Do heroes run from the good guys? Behind the burning building, where this commotion started, we see Orion Thistledown, the mayor's son, standing with his personal guard. At this point, the fires have subsided, and the building is reduced to a smoldering rubble. Who is this person? Says Orion, as he stands over the body of an individual in a familiar guard's uniform. Uh, Alistair ran ahead of the cor corner and, and we heard a struggle. And we got here, we found this guy on the ground. It looked like uh, Alistair's clothes, yeah? On the soot-stained ground behind the smoldering apothecary, we see a nondescript man wearing Alistair's clothes. The details on their face seem familiar, but nearly unplaceable. Like a long-lost friend you can't quite remember the name of. Their identity stolen and gifted to the master of Whispering Lake. Hey everybody, thanks for sticking around, and I really hope you enjoyed that madness that just unraveled. This episode featured This House by Kevin MacLeod and Dockside Market by Sword Coast Soundscapes. You'll find both of them on Bandcamp, and the content is credited in our episode description as usual. Spread the word, and keep an eye out for our giveaway update on Twitter at Tales of Asperon. If you could also leave us a rating or review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Every little bit counts, and a kind word put towards our show 
brings more people into the wonderful stories we're telling. Oh, and don't forget to have a wonderful weekend. Again, our show comes out every other Friday, so our next episode should arrive on November 15th. See you soon, and enjoy this little tidbit here at the end. Second town we visited, cops already hate us. <laughs> well, honestly, at this point, there's just a target on our back, okay? We didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. Well, target me- on your back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. To give credit, you um, <laughs> you guys were talking with someone on the other side of a rock who had Tedward's voice. It talked about ke- keeping someone captive and then when the guard was leaving, a building blew up. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys were like... I mean, no, it's completely warranted. Yeah. We're not disagreeing with that. I know. It's, just... it's not warranted at all. He was a fish. He was blue. He got away. <laughs> Logic, people! Guys, I mean, th- this is all third grade math. We are misfits. We are not blue. And we're getting away. Very true. Haley is very just just upset right this by this. <laughs> Such a good boy, and you know he's just got to run for the police again. Again. Oh, that'd been great.